I told myself I wasn't going to do it this year until after Thanksgiving, but I came into the homestead after a long, travelous, tiring day of sucking the day's dick, otherwise work. And what do I hear coming from the kitchen that Jen left on? She went to some event tonight, but the salacious, delicious sounds of Frank Sinatra singing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let the Yuletide bright. I always thought Come it was next year. John's troubles will be out of sight. And I had to listen to the song, and now I'm hooked on the Christmas music again, like a oh, like a wow. heroin addict two days out of rehab that gets a taste of Mr. Brownstone. See, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't dipped the toe yet, so I haven't been sucked in. But I always thought the lyric was, "Let the Yuletide gay." It is. What does that yeah, yeah. mean? I guess it means the Yuletide, like the log make it like happy or something like that but isn't the tide like doesn't have something to do with the ocean yeah i don't know <laughs> we got we got to once once christmas approaches sooner we need to do a whole show on depicting uh meanings of christmas songs like right. parson brown yeah. jacare explained this to me you remember parson brown yes and yeah. we'll pretend we'll pretend that he's parson brown right he'll like, say are you married we'll say we'll no man but you can do the job with you're in town. So is he a priest? Yeah, apparently a parson is another name for like a reverend. Like Parson uh-huh. Parson Gallagher is doing mass today. Parson Brown is like a like a reverend of sorts. So for some we reason, just dipped into another edge of cutting edge yeah. radio. What's going on, sis? But, but um, right, hold on. But, but aren't they talking about a snowman and then calling the snowman Parson Brown? Yeah, they're in like they're like acid tripping or something and they're like that snowman's gonna marry us next to that pepperoni jumping off the tree i picture like a dirty snow like brown snowman like a drug dealer snowman that's gonna get them some illegal marriage certificate yeah parson brown just took your wallet by the way while you're (laughs) tripping in snowland and and this winter wonderland parson brown's just took your hyundai and is now driving to compton with it to pawn it you thought he was a friendly snowman priest yeah, little do you know. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to put it on myself, but I didn't turn it off because I was like, I do this every year. I, I put on the Christmas music right around Thanksgiving, and then I'm burnt out by Christmas time with Christmas right. music. By, when Christmas Day comes, I'm like, I just want to put on Oasis right. or something. You know, I'm, just, I'm so – I can't do it, but uh, so I'm going to wait a little bit later this year to really break into it because yeah. there's so many Christmas songs, and I want to listen to them all not, every year. Not once, but – but twice I uh, I overkilled Christmas. I started like 
you know, on <laughs> mischief night. <laughs> right. July 4th. And like, by the, the time. The bells clink, like, clink. Christmas Day, I was done. I was like, I hate, I'm so sick of this crap. Like, how did, how do we keep this up for two months straight? Right. Yeah. But how do you do joyous. it? It is joyous. It is joyous. It's very joyous. We got a, speaking of Joyce, we got a great show tonight. We got our friend Bob coming back. We're going to be diving into a little bit of a different topic tonight. Space, the final frontier. We didn't plan on doing this. We just decided to, we were chatting, chatting it up, and uh, decided to get into this for a little bit. And you're fascinated with, with space and the NASA program and Kennedy and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, more so of planes and like, Airplanes and everything. I mean, even as a kid, I uh, so aviation, aviation over space travel. Yeah, because the thing is, John, is I care very much about aviation. Show me the blue. Now, you have called me. I've been called many things in this life. Show I don't know what's very complimentary. I've been called capricious. I've been called a playboy, but I do not believe I have the reputation as a liar. Now you can subpoena me. You can, you can arrest me. Hell, you can even say I've gone up and quit. But I, frankly, I, I've had just about enough of this. Good day. And I love Howard Hughes, too. I've read like three books on Oh, really? I have them right here. What do you um, – uh, is it because he, he went crazy or because he was just – what did you like about him? Everything. From rags to riches – or from riches to richest man in the world. Uh, just the, the amount – his accomplishments in film and aviation and – he basically took Vegas away from the mob and made it all corporate. He just bought Las Vegas. Wow. Uh, just the whole life and the whole – it's just amazing. But we have Bob on the show. We're excited to get into this. Bob, how are you, sir? Welcome to the podcast with Nerd 35. Doing well, guys. Yo, I'm how gonna, are you? I'm going to do this Pepsi challenge real quick. Yeah, what is this Pepsi challenge? I'm sorry what to is this, John? that earlier. I really found crystal clear Pepsi which they discontinued in, like, the early 90s, right? So how tainted yeah. is that crystal clear Pepsi that you have in your hand? Well, 30-year Pepsi. It, it <laughs> is still really old. It's not 30 years, but they brought it back for, like, a real short amount of time over a year ago. But I guess Florida has some reserves, so I poured yeah. them both into these cups. Mm. cannot see into the cups. I'm going to close my eyes, and you guys can watch. And I'm going to take a sip of each. I'll tell you which is which. Oh, I thought it was going to be you have to chug them all in a minute. I'm like, that's just a recipe for diarrhea. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to switch them out like the smartest man ever and the Princess Bride. Yeah, or, or Raiders of the Lost Ark, where as soon as he does it, <laughs> hey, Ashley comes in like a bowling ball screaming at him for drinking the Pepsi, even though she shouldn't be drinking it because she's preggers. Yeah. All right, exactly. so. Foolish. Oh. Pepsi is really not nearly as good as Coke. Um, I agree. It's, it, it's not as syrupy. It's not as cocaine-like. Right. I'm going to guess the one on the left here is regular Pepsi. It's, it, it felt thicker. It felt browner. <laughs> yes! And I got it! Pepsi he Challenge Victorious Champion! Victorious. And uh, Pepsi, you can send the check whenever you uh, like before the uh, new year. Yeah, every time this, this episode airs, just send us 10 bucks. Right. Anytime it downloads. I, you know who, who was on the show before? Keith, uh, Gamer Keith. 
Uh, he oh, stocked yeah. up on that crystal clear Pepsi when it came out, and I never heard, I never saw him posting about it afterwards. I think it was like a novelty thing. Like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah. Like, what do you guys think about Ecto Cooler? To me, that would be the best if that came back out. I would stockpile that like, like Russia stockpiles nukes. What What would you Would you guys, Bob? Were you on board with the with the Ecto Cooler back in the nineties? Green that ice? like Cosby. Oh my roofies. <laughs> You're questioning if I'm an American here. Yeah. I'm absolutely an American, and if uh, they brought the Ecto Cooler back, I would uh, bathe my kids in it. You would so. have to water your lawn with it. It should be an immigration yeah. question. Who is and quite honestly, president? I wouldn't have a choice. So. Right? Yeah. If you're trying to get, if you're trying to legally become a U.S. citizen, the questions on the test should be like, who is the U.S. president, and do you like Ecto Cooler? And if they get one exactly. wrong, you let it slide. If you get two wrong, it's yeah. to Guantanamo. <laughs> you're not, so. not entered. You're punished. You're on that pickup truck back to Juarez. You're going to G-Bay for some cock meat sandwiches. <laughs> With mustard. So, uh, tweet us. Snap us. Yeah, let's go podcast. I'm still... Uh, Got a lot. I'm still um, playing with the idea of buying a lightsaber. You know, I'm still, like, uh, double-dutching, <laughs> going in and buying the the... the like $150 green Luke Skywalker lightsaber and not telling Heather. <laughs> yeah, that's like the real thing almost. You you yes. like you know, you kill a guy by turning it on too close to him. <laughs> I freak him out. Well, it's like it. me uh, not telling Carrie about buying a diecast NASCAR signed by one of the drivers. So Did you really? <laughs> What's oh, diecast? Is that like just killing her chicken? What's diecast, oh Bob? It was not. It was ninety grand. It, it is like a. It's like a, a a perfect specimen of their car. It's like a carbon copy, and they actually it, oh, like a some miniature of them version. race worn, race worn. So they they look like the actual diecast car went through the race that you just saw. Your fat ass just sat on the couch and saw. Oh. And then a little guy gets out of the car and walks out of, into your living room, and he's like. Hi, I'm the NASCAR driver in the cupboard. You're like, I must be drunk. Exactly. That's, That's why so NASCAR is the greatest sport ever. That would it be a truly is. Movie. It really is. It is a great sport. And uh, the question that is on everybody's mind tonight, of course, is the space race, which kicked off in 1955 with the Soyuz. That's not true. It was a cosmonaut, Soyuz. though. The first man, first. It was, First man in space was a cosmonaut, right? Which is the yes, Russian Yuri Gagarin. But but it kicked off in uh, oh my gosh, and I want to say '57 with Sputnik, but Sputnik I could be wrong there. That was the first man Sat- unmanned object in space. It was the first satellite. Yes, oh. yes, Absolutely, Sputnik was like a dog that went to space. No, that was Laka. Oh, Ooh, what? listen that was to this a Jewish guy. Potato pancake. And and they the Russians Ooh, I love them. The Russians allowed Alatka to stay up there and just die. Oh, oh space junk. Yes, a sacrifice I, for science. Bob, why are they called Disney cosmonauts Sputnik. and astronauts? I don't know. The Russians had to be different. Oh, yeah. God. So it's the same Cosmo thing. Star nuts. Yeah. So it's like Manassas and Antietam. I'll yes. tell you, though, Citizen makes a hell of a watch for both of them now. They make what? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
Absolutely. The, uh, so the space race, very interesting. I know you know a lot about it, as you do with all historical aspects of our nation's history. Important uh, ones. The first American in space was John Glenn, right? Yes, sir. He was the first to <laughs> orbit the Earth? He was the first one to orbit the Earth. And before him was uh, Alan Shepard, which was a 16-minute a suborbital flight just off of uh, Florida. And then you had Gus Grissom, which was also a very similar uh, non-orbital tract where they go 150 miles up and just come right back down. So John Glenn was really the first one who got on a real rocket and strapped that to his ass and said, well, let's go, baby. Go, America. Let's go. And to to put yourself in those shoes to go out there – it's not like, uh, you know, we're going to send a submersible to the ocean where you're like, well, it's a finite area that's down oh, there. It's no, scary. No, no. I mean, you're in space. If you get fucked out there, you're, you're done. No one can help you or save you. You're really at the, at the mercy of God when you're out well, there. Yeah, there's a reason why John Glenn went up on that rocket third, and he was the third man in space, was the first man to orbit. That was because... The Atlas rocket, which John, which was the only rocket that could put John Glenn in orbit, only had a 30% success rate. So oh the U.S. Gosh. was pressured to put a man in orbit, and so they they put John Glenn's butt on top of that rocket with a 30% success, or success rate, and it took a hell of a lot of balls to sit on top of that thing. I did not I, know that. 30% almost a guaranteed. It's, it's a certainty you're going to fail. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's insane. And then the space race was kicked off, and it was another, uh, you know, rivalry between the U.S. and the Soviet Union because yeah, of, the Russians you know. beat us. They beat us because we, uh, the the U.S., the Russians could 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 launch their rockets in secrecy, and then after the fact, show the video and and say, "Oh, great Russia success, or, <laughs> Stratsky. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, failure, whatever. Mm. And, and where we couldn't do that, but then we exactly Kennedy Kennedy in '62, I think, believe it was, did the famous moon speech. You know, we choose to send a man in the moon not because it's easy, but because it is hard. And we yeah. did that by the end of the decade, and uh, and we did British Beatlemania, Old Miss, Young Glenn, Liston Beats, Patterson, Pope, Pope Paul, Malcolm X, Puffing. Last weekend I had no sex. The uh, ah. the space race though is uh, incredible because we talk about the Apollo program, which was the precursor to the Mercury and the uh, successor to the Gemini. Or, or am I all discontinuated? Mercury was uh, – you had the Mercury program missions, which was uh, Alan Shepard, Gus Grissom, John Glenn, John Glenn. Wally Sharaa, and you, you had a bunch of other guys in there too. Uh that were part and you of you had Gemini, which Mercury Mercury program was let's get us into space. Let's go to space. All right. Okay, because I did not know this. This okay. is interesting. So yeah. Gemini was let's live and work in space. And let's get Whoa. ready for a pop because that's when Kennedy already laid down the gauntlet. Let's let's do this. So Kennedy it was like, you know, they were they were launching Gemini probes with two men in them. Oh, <laughs> and these things were Weren't the size of a a little like love buggy, like a Herbie, like like what C three PO and R two D two escaped in. 
Yeah. yeah same thing. Spending two weeks up there. It's amazing. Oh, with with no gravity, right? Yeah. They're just floating, no, you're floating they're not, around. They're not really but, like using their core. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. good. NASA denied a couple of mush. They're becoming mush like my brain. I mean, Kennedy doing that was like the ultimate dick slap on the table. Like, here's the thing. He how do you like me now? I don't we, care if they go put, up there and die. We're going. <coughs> we're he doing it because we choose. put a man in orbit. He did that, but the, the Russians had already put Yuri Gagarin into orbit. Right. And we had yet to put any we, – we, we shot Alan Shepard up. 15 uh, for 15 minutes, you know, 120 miles up and down suborbital. The Soviets put a man in orbit. Mm-hmm. We'd yet to do that. And then Kennedy's out there making these proclamations. We're going to go to the moon before this decade ends and do the other things. Not because they are not because they are easy, but because they are hard. So there it is. Why does white? Why does rice plain Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is had. Yes. That's what I want to say to, about but about trivial things like Matt. Why are you having a third bowl of cereal? Not because it is easy, but because it is had. No, it's easy. You're actually making yourself sick. It would have been really NASA, cool if Kennedy was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to the moon because Trump. We're gonna just go and to the fucking moon." We hadn't done anything. We hadn't done anything. We've at that point. We had put one chimp into orbit. Aha. That was it. Hand. Right. It, it, and he sucked, like, by the way. He was a he was a piece of shit too. He was that, a, that he was a bad chimp. Mean and it's chimp. not like it's like if you were to not, never play professional football and you're like, not only am I trying out and playing this year, but I'm winning the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, it's like you didn't get the step one first, which is very difficult. You got the ultimate thing. You put a man on the moon. Jeez which um a couple of years ago, NASA, when the movie Gravity came out, they denied that if something like that were to happen, that the astronauts have cyanide capsules. They can like kill themselves if they're floating out to space forever. Oh, they denied that they that. even do that. They I feel like those. if I were an astronaut, I would like to, that to happen. I'd be like, no, if I'm floating endlessly in orbit for eternity until I die or run out of oxygen, I want to die. Yeah. That's, that's, other, that's a nightmare. Like are there purgatory. other versions of cosmonaut or astronaut? Is there another one? Like another country? Yeah. No, I think they're, the Chinese put people into space, the, but the noodle they, nuts. they call them astronauts. The, the noodle nuts. They get hungry an hour later after the space but, food. Oh, I wish I thought Clark, of this bit an hour ago. You bring something up very interesting is with, with that that uh, the device to end your life. These guys were the Apollo astronauts. Once they left the orbit of the Earth, they were literally flung out on a trajectory that, you know what? There's a bunch of mathematicians down here in, uh, on Earth that says, you're going to really hit that just right. Hopefully they're okay. You know, wow. your Biden's computer Houston. will stay the same. And what, you know, you watch the movie Apollo 13 and you see them do that burn off oh. to the moon and the moon is right there. No, that's that's incorrect. The moon is going to be over on the other side of the Earth because the moon is going to be where you're going to want it to be when you hit the orbit. And you have to hit that orbit. Amazing. It's literally like hitting a slim piece of paper to to catch that gravity and swing it around. Oh, like an yeah. Apollo 13. Or in like the deeper levels of uh, Star wow. Wars Angry Birds. 
the gravity yes. like pulls you and you have to kind of shoot the bird a specific yeah. way to go in a different you have to do direction. God, my science teacher sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know birds. what? Science science teachers growing up never explained, at least in the classes I was in, explained space in the cool way that Bob can. They were wow. like, here is a, a diorama of nine planets. We're going to learn them. It's like you never heard about like this stuff. You know what I they mean? Could never go beyond just oh, us memorizing just, all their names. How about we understand what's happening on all of them? You dumb just, idiots. You know, like Apollo 8. What's going on in Jupiter? Like Apollo 8. You know, we, we thought Apollo 8 was supposed to be a low Earth orbit. Uh, they were supposed to test the lunar lander, and that didn't happen. They had to go to the moon because we were behind the Soviets. So on Christmas, yeah, political. In December 1968, we went to the moon, and they did a uh, an injection orbit into the moon. It's just unbelievable, and they're they're the first ones. That's where you see. That's where they're reading the first verses of the Bible, where the moon is coming up, where the Earth, I'm sorry, is coming up as an Earth rise above, you know, the horizon of the moon. It's beautiful. I mean, it's amazing. This is our space program. My yeah. God, which they need to refund, by the way. Um, well, we just did that with the biggest climate denier ever. With the biggest what? Climate denier. Oh, right. That, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Maybe. You know, the biggest climate denier. Well, we're going we're gonna to defund NASA. Yeah, if well, there's were, a lot more out there. If they were Italian, they would be the Wapnots. <laughs> and the rocket that these guys get to the moon on is the most powerful rocket ever built until later this year they're going to launch another one that is going to get astronauts to the moon and to Mars, which is going to be even stronger. That's but they literally said, these guys said, literally, they're looking like the launch pad mover moves away, and it's like holding a garden hose about a foot and a half off of the top of it. So, Amazing. and then turn the hose on, and the thing is going to wiggle. And so they're watching like the launch thing move in, in and out, and you're on the biggest powerful rocket where if this thing really collapses, it's oh, like a bomb going off. Yeah, you're going to kill millions, oh. uh, thousands of people. See, you're going to kill everybody three miles away. Why are they not? And maybe they are, and I just don't hear about it, or because there's not nearly as many of them. But astronauts, they're just as brave as soldiers. They're going into, like, this the other world. Yeah. Where, like, you, have to you have can die if you sneeze wrong. Amazing. You have to have an incredible right. set of balls to sit on top of that type of propulsion. And, you know, and... And know a senator. And go out where your yeah. feet don't stick to the ground. Yeah, it's yeah. not like beat me up, Scotty. It's not like, oh, oh we're there. No, I'm a spaceman. It's a process to get you there. Man waiting in the sky. Apollo 10, one of the missions in the uh, Apollo program, mm -hmm. maybe about a year ago, two years ago, they released uh, audio they found of eerie space music that was classified information for many years. Uh, turns out NASA saying it was, you know, radio frequencies, but the pilots. Um, the astronauts on this flight, this manned flight, it was said Divot and somebody else. I forget who. Somebody else. Yeah, they they mentioned they heard this eerie music when they were on the far side of the moon. Um, I don't want to get your take on this, but I wanted to play a clip of it if you guys don't mind of the, this sure. music. This yeah. is the sound that these astronauts heard uh, while they're on the far side of the moon with no radio communication. They heard Why? this these weird sounds. Out. The French one's called sissy knots. Sissy knots. John's on a roll. The Mexicans are called lawn blowing knots. How are we doing? You can sue us. Germans are called podcastle. Nazi knots. It's, 
and make sure to bore nuts and nuts. I can say that because Apollo. I'm German. We're, we're it's, I can make that joke. It's fine. Yeah, me too. Um, it's not offensive. My fiance is a Mexican I'm, uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is a clip from Apollo 10 Space Music. The tapes contain recordings of strange otherworldly music coming through the Apollo modules radio. <laughs> That's not it, by the way. I was like, That's, is uh, this just the intro, the or did beat? they do a remix for the special? <laughs> no. You know, YouTube's this is already it. remade. Hey, when do we fire the helium pipes? Not yet, babe. Yeah. You want some more brownies? No. These are the astronauts, by the way, talking confidentially. Yeah. Right. And uh, talk tell their names in Boy, that sure is weird music. No. It's a whistling, you know, like. I'm going to try to get a better clip. But it's a, it's a whistling you, they hear. But yeah, the other guy doesn't hear it. That's pretty interesting. Wow. It, I just, I guess it was radio interference, but from I remember what? I think, seeing. I think a lot of it's radio interference. A lot of it's when they go, they go back behind that dark side of the moon. Quite honestly, I don't know how fast they're going when they're swinging around there. I, I don't think it's the same as the Earth orbit because the moon's gravity is different than the Earth's is. It's one sixth of the Earth's gravity, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be radio interference or it could be, you know, something else. It's weird. It's very interesting, though, the space program. Actually, the Italians um, would be garlic lights. knots. They'd be pasta knots. Oh, no. Pasta knots, don't me. Oh, the wine. Oh, the wine. So you're you're Bob. You're fascinated with space, wow. space program. Yes. What do you think the biggest accomplishment was aside from the moon landing? Um, I think, think Glenn or no. I think the biggest accomplishment of the space program was to uh, make the space shuttle. And even though NASA set out to make the space shuttle an affordable and routine way to go into space, they they did not meet their mission there. Uh, but they created one of the greatest uh, hypersonic aerospace vehicles ever made. Yes, and yes. And, and, and it's still in the experimental stage because you can't – this thing is going five miles a second coming in at 17,700 miles an hour into the atmosphere. Uh, it's wild. unbelievable. What? I mean what? <laughs> Bob, That's what wild. did you just – what is that, is that thing? What, what did shuttle. you just describe? It's the space shuttle. It's the it's the greatest space plane ever built. And NASA was trying to do it throughout the 60s and 70s. They had the X-15, which they had a bunch of guys. Neil Armstrong flew the X-15, and he was the first man on the moon, as you guys know. But he also flew the X-15, which got over 60 miles high, which anything over 60 miles high in the atmosphere qualifies you as an astronaut. So, oh, which ah, that's so interesting. I didn't know there was like a distance qualif- qualifier. Yeah, but w- with the space shuttle, if if you're on the launch pad and you're you're ballsy enough to sit in that thing and the hold down bolts blow, 
and you're going up, I think you're an astronaut. So, yeah, it's amazing. And if anyone I agree. tries 100%. to challenge that, they should be but burned. The, the, the space shuttle Watch is, Armageddon. Yeah. The space shuttle is the oh. greatest experimental test vehicle for hypersonic flight ever built. They didn't know what this thing was going to do when they launched it in 1981. They could only they could only simulate up to like Mach six or seven, and this oh, wow. thing is in the atmosphere going Mach that's, 26. Yeah, that's not even close. Was it 81 too? I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah, was it April the Voyager? 12th, 81 was, the is when they launched the first shuttle with Robert Crippen and John Young. Was that Voyager? Wow, you know your shit. That that was Columbia. Columbia. And that was when, and actually, they launched, and that's when the space shuttle had ejection seats. Oh, uh, wow. Which, really, you, oh, you can get terrifying. into some debates here where it, how how high those would have worked, but when Columbia launched, they uh, the first space shuttle mission, they did not dump enough water into the flame trench to dampen the shock waves from the main engines firing and the, the solid rocket boosters going off. Because the main engines have about a million pounds of thrust that thrust it up. The solid oh. rocket boosters have six million pounds of thrust. And they light, oh. they light and you can't turn them off. That's it. You're no. committed to two and a half minutes of flight with those things. Oh once, they, once those go off. And it actually, they didn't dump enough water into the flame trench. So it actually bent the forward control thrusters on Columbia. And they didn't know this Shit. until Columbia landed in California. Think about all the little years. tiny scientific detail. It's like a giant math problem. Up, oh, we forgot the water. It's like, up, oh, you forgot to solve for X. So yeah, you can't and it get seems the like answer, something you die. But it's not. It's amazing. It's really amazing when you hear about that, too, about the information it's going so into a space shuttle computer during a launch. And all the movies. And they were worried about how is it real? It's magic. It the is GPC incredible. Computers. And back then, you're talking 1981. So you're talking 1970s, early 80s computer systems. Yeah, you're talking about green, black screens with green analog yeah. writing in there. You feel like Matthew Broderick's going to come out and be like, I'm hacking the Russians with a dime. You know, like war games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and hopefully some, some sexy girl pops out too. Right, exactly. Yeah, immediately. It's so funny too. Um, so that was one of the good accomplishments. You mentioned it. earlier, I want to bring this up, is there was a tragedy uh, among a few, which I know NASA doesn't like to talk about a lot, but the um, there was mm, one in particular, scandalous. about three astronauts burned to death on a test pad. Yes. I saw pictures of the test pad years back on some website of oh. like what it looks like today, the abandonment or whatever. Long, what launch com, launch Complex 39 at Kennedy Space Center. It's not... It's it's in the it's on the Air Force side. It's not on the uh, government side. It's on the Air Force side. What what happened there? Well, you had Gus Grissom, uh, Roger Chafee, yes. and Ed White, Chafee. who were getting ready for Apollo One, and they were literally doing an uh, uh, a launch flight readiness review, an LRF. And you tell your shit. It's an LRF. Are you an astronaut? What is they it could, for again, Bob? The rocket, the, the LRF, launch readiness review. Launch readiness flight review. Oh. Have LRF you been to space? R. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, right? we should start using that before we have make sweet love to our wives. <laughs> hey, what is it? LFR? I forget the exact acronym. Get ready for it's LFR of our time. LF, launch flight readiness review. 
LFR. LFR. For me, that it's, sounds better it's anyway. lazy fat retard because I'm watching Family Matters on the couch tonight. Full no. house. So, Kyle they, Winslow. Fuller house. <laughs> Kyle! The, uh, Reginald Val Johnson's a big fan of the show, by the way. So they they, they perished because of the, the, the thrust of the rocket. It The timing was off? No. The rocket was not fueled. Uh, oh. Everything. And they do this before every mission. They do this before shuttle missions, too, where they put the crew in the vehicle. They pressurize it. They go through a launch sequence. And then they go through uh, a planned abort to where you have to get out of the launch vehicle and, you know. And what happened, though, what was bad about the Apollo 1 was every flight up to that point when they pumped any kind of atmospheric air into the cabin, it was 100% oxygen, which is literally like pouring gasoline all over yourself. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, because well, you have to it would literally it or else it'll... They'd, they'd use special paint on the control units because it would control it would corrode the control units within like 12 to 18 hours oh constantly running oxygen through that oh, i need to watch gravity movie. tonight uh i know well, you see i need to watch apollo 13 again oh so good Been apollo 13 you see that at the beginning where they're banging the window because it and then literally but it even even a 20 second you know even if they could push a button to blow the hatch out they wouldn't have lived because what happened was the fire – it's literally like swimming in gasoline. The fire uh, exploded, and it sucked. It literally was so violent. It sucked all of the oxygen out of the capsule and out of their lungs. Uh, so they immediately had no oxygen. And a lot of them uh, – actually, they, they found the astronauts piled up uh, in front of the door. Did of they, the so they, did they suffer or was it instantaneous? Uh, they passed out. They yeah, got they up just and they got started the going sleeper hold. Their, they started going through their routines and uh, they passed out. Right. Uh, Roddy Piper like, had them. I, that's that's very scary. I I, uh, I I want to crowbar this in. You reminded me of this, and I want to make because I know we have a few minutes left on this show. I want to make this show a part one of space aviation because we could talk. We could do a whole podcast series on this. Um, but when you talk about Ten them passing series. out like that, the pressure, you know, when you go into like a certain altitude. And, you know, the deep, what is it, DPI? No, no, no. The, the DPI, the air pressure that they do in cabin, cabin pressure. Yeah. You can, you can like put people to sleep almost. CPI. It was in the Langoliers. Oh, yeah. My, uh, we mentioned this earlier. My, my father-in-law is a, is a former pilot back in the seventies and sixties. Uh, he was telling a story about how a pilot actually fell asleep, uh, on a plane because his pressure was off and he passed out in a jet doing like, oh. you know, Mach two or whatever. And eventually they just had to like shoot him down over the ocean, or he let him down because he he it was it was a one man plane, and he oh, was asleep no. and he couldn't wake up. So what do you do? So whenever you're dealing, my point is, whenever you're dealing with like uh, pressure in there and the oxygen, to me that's like the scariest scenario you could be in. Not the sleeping yeah. part, but it's completely out of your control and it's respiratory and it's oxygen and you're fucked. Um, to get that timing right and that pressure right in space and Everything is. Uh, oh my you're, god! You're, you have finite oxygen. It's not endless. You know, it can run out. It's very fucked up. And how many times these guys they they check their their equations, their algorithms that prove what they're gonna go physically do is actually gonna work, and right. they check right. their work and they find a, 
one little mistake. Uh-oh, wait a minute. we got to go back to the beginning now and erase the entire chalkboard and start again with X. This so, is horrible, yeah. but that Apollo 1 disaster showed NASA that you can't have a 100% cabin oxygen, uh, you know, full-on O2 environment. You yeah. can't have that. Uh, so they oh, changed it to more like surface levels where it's, you know, we're only like 40% oxygen here. So that's what they changed the cabin levels to. And unfortunately, when they built the space shuttle, they built it to be a, a, a space plane that was going to be routine going back and forth. And when they had the Challenger accident in 1987, oh. when the crew cabin sheared off of the top of the payload bay, those astronauts were alive. The Jeez. whole Oh, my gosh. They, that... they broke up. Challenger was doing about 3,000 miles an hour at – 48,000 feet when when they broke up and it wasn't an explosion there was no explosion they broke up so then they they got up to about almost 70,000 feet the crew compartment before they went over and 70,000 feet it, the sky is black you're in space it looks like you're in space were they that high yeah and there they was no explosion too in that it was yeah, it, they broke literally, up the the everything on the cockpit controllers were barber pole and by that time the pilot Mike Smith, the commander Dick Scobie knew they they did Scopes. not have a vehicle behind them. They oh were my gosh. along for the ride. That's that's really scary. And they and lived the whole way down. That's oh, that's, that's horrendous to touch the face of God, uh, the hand of God. If you tickle but you mentioned though Apollo one though about that disaster. It was but it was a hundred percent oxygen they were that was yes. in there. Before so it was like basically living in a oxygen. in an oxygen tank that Literally, you see like a hospital, like a big one. I was just gonna say. We only wow. have about forty percent oxygen down here, so L.A. We have twenty. There's too much smog. How we say. doing? Come on, oh, fuck it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, I wonder what it would feel like to be breathing one hundred percent oxygen all the time. Well, it feels Probably great until like... you get a short circuit and everything catches on fire. Right. <laughs> Awful. Or strike wow. a match. Bob, you're you're gonna go to space, right? When Virgin Galactica launches their commercial. Their, you'll, you'll probably be up there at some Virgin point. You'll pull Galactica. some strings and get up there. Yeah, I hope so, but I'm, uh, I'm not wealthy enough to be able to do any of that. So. Yeah, it's like $20 million, right? <laughs> yeah, which uh, I'm going to have to uh, – my kids, 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 kids are going to have to pay that off. So Right. Well, it's a, you leave them a legacy, you know? You're paying off yeah. great, 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 great granddad Bob's trip to Venus – but he went to Venus, Kentucky. It was a trip. You're paying for it. Virgin it Galactica? Is that what that, you said? Yeah, Virgin Galactic. I think what the was hell it is Virgin that? Galactic? Virgin Galactic? It's their Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's happening anymore. <laughs> what is it? I prefer I prefer just to be some Atlantic. Of an informed observer. That's all. You're a that's good okay. man. You're a good man. And John, where John is and Clark. Yeah, Cape Canaveral. Christ. John can see these rockets go up from Cape Canaveral. I have. Even though he's about 175 miles away. I have seen, seen them. I have seen them. Yeah. They are, and are, they are breathtaking to see. I saw one back in 91, and it was breathtaking, truly. I've seen them even south and west from here. You've seen the shuttle? Yeah, fly, taken off with Bob down here. It's amazing. 
Yeah. Oh, you guys went to. Do you drink beer during this? Like a tailgating? Yes. Do, you guys, oh. do you guys have. One night. Really? Yeah, yeah. Great. That's yeah. The best. Actually, it wasn't beer. It was uh, Captain and Cokes and the uh, oh, giant ball, ball game giveaway cups. Vanilla Coke and Sailor Jerry, I hope. That's amazing. It was, it was all ill advised. I would do that all the time if I lived down there. Anytime there was a launch when the program wasn't there, I'd be out there. With a pickup truck, drinking keg beer out of there and playing with Nick. I mean, watching the shuttle. There's definitely a difference between a man launched and a man launch, though. I mean, really, like a manned launch, when you know there are seven people on board that shuttle getting ready to ride that crap going up into space, it's like watching the king bathe back in the old days. It's like watching the king bathe. So good. King Rabbit. that's all the time we're going to have in this half, but uh, Bob, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and I invite you to come back in the next couple of days if you're down, because I feel like we barely scratched the surface of what we need to talk about uh, with the space program, and then you know, I want to get in aviation, and, and I think that's a whole dedicated aviation. show right there, like a full-hour show if, if you're game. This is, uh, it's always been a pleasure. Absolutely. Show me the brain. You guys, you guys have a good night. Thanks, thanks anything, for having me on. Is there anything you wanted to add, though, before? Because I know we, we've been talking about this all day, and it's it's all fresh in our loins. Uh, is there anything you want to crowbar in? Because The mean, only thing I want to crowbar in – I'm sorry. I, I talked over you, Matt. No, oh, go ahead. Uh, the, the only thing I want to crowbar in is I hear a lot of people talk about our space program is uh, on the wrong track, and we're not doing uh, – you know – because they can't see a viable manned space program aside from the Russians launching our astronauts to the our, our space station. Uh, they don't uh, account for an American space program. But this year we start our new space program with the space uh, launch system. And John, when we actually went there uh, on a tour back, shoot, like five years ago, we so saw the new launch yeah, and they were disassembling the old shuttle launch wow. pads. We we went on a tour of Kennedy Space Center, and they were disassembling the old historic launch pads and putting in these it's new sad. ones. It's sad, but it's good, you know. Yeah. And and we are Next moving wave. forward in space, Clean and our state. man program our man program is going to be better than it ever was, uh, and more reliable than the space shuttle ever would be. So. From your mouth to God's ears, man, that's very Maybe optimistic, I'm, and it's good was, to hear that. It was one you of know, those places where. Even <clears throat> when you're driving up to it and you park outside it and you walk towards it, not until you're like 10 feet away, you realize how gigantic these, what were they, Bob? Like where they would build the space shuttle. It was so high up. It was like a skyscraper. But it, it, yeah. it, Wow. It's, the, it's just an empty. It's the magnitude of it is heavy. Yeah, it's, it and monsters, it's carrying people's monsters. space. It's amazing. It yeah, truly is it. an amazing program, and it's very fascinating. I thought when you said, I want to crowbar one more thing in, I'm glad it was a nice, <sighs> optimistic you know, thing about space inspiration. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, one more thing is you can tweet me at Spaceman95, and I was like, what? What is this? What? You know, it was like the perfect time if you crowbarred in, like, check out my blog at spacemanfrontierblog.blogspot.blogger.edu. You know, but it was a good... Um, description of that and we no, look just, forward to having you on just please have hope in this the american space program the american space program is still the best space program in the world we're going you're about to see it again here in 2018 so, so what happened thank you did guys the government, i really did, appreciate it did the government happy, just happy stop funding nasa is that what happened no. 
No. No, we just we didn't build in a, a an adequate stopgap between the space the end of the space shuttle program, which was an extreme liability and a risk, uh, uh, to another launch system that would uh, bring our astronauts to the space station and then beyond. Oh, so. okay, all right, and I understand. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. It's very it's very good to hear. You know that there's a. Yes. You know, brighter, brighter. People don't understand how that. important yes. it is, but guess what? We wouldn't have these yeah. stupid iPhones if it wasn't for people in going to outer space. We're okay. Right. We're okay. So, we're okay. Bob, thanks for joining us, sir. We'll see All you right. back. Thank and, you, uh, brother. Shows. Thanks for coming back, man. Cheers, man. Love having you. That was Bob. He's always great, man. Lord we always have good, good topics with him. Like, I know, man. Dude, Take a quick fl- break. Quick break. And, uh, what were you going to say? There's like, something going on. There's something you're watching. This flare, dick. this flare 30 for 30, dude. I watched. I got like 22 minutes left. Are you watching it right now? No. Like with one earphone with the show and then the other with flare? I was going to say, no. dude, that's ADD multitasking like I've never seen. Do you think I'd be able to come up with WAP nuts? That was good. I'm watching flare. <laughs> Kraut nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear about this, this flare because I read about it. Oh. Uh, Last night, actually, late last night when I was morning owling, and uh, I'm very curious about it. They talk about his alcoholism and his womanizing, and, and they have like 30 guests from his past talking. I, I'm really curious. What is it streaming on? Is it HBO or is it Hulu? ESPN. ES, ESPN. Yeah. All right. There I was actually 30. watching it on ESPN.com. Uh, I think Hulk Hogan tweeted the link. I just clicked on it. Um, oh, it's nice. streaming on ESPN.com. Uh, all right, juice. All right, we'll we'll return to technolo- te- technologically <laughs> and electronically, <laughs> uh, briefly, abruptly, and <laughs> debutantly after this. Uh, one less uh, molester. One less rapist. He's a real tiddly blinkler. One uh, one less. Tickler. He was a real playground watcher. He was a real carousel operator. He was a real roller coaster height measurer. Real uh, underdog giver on the swing set. Yes, he was a real second hot dogger. He was a real, I gotta get something out of the car. Get help me. He was <laughs> a real a, basement dweller. He was a real, real castle uh, freak. He was a real fill my funnel cake. <laughs> he was a real two two cherries and an extra dollop of whipped cream. Er. Wait. Check this out, podcast listeners. Live Web Media at livewebmedia.com are offering a one-time discount of $250 off on their services. Live Web Media has been designing custom websites for over 19 years. Tremendous portfolio. Request some pricing today at livewebmedia.com, or you can call them directly at 1-855-LIVE-WEB. We've used them, John's used them, and a lot of our friends have used them, and their businesses have never been better. Check out livewebmedia.com today. Custom web and market. We share many similarities between famous people in the world, one being Ric Flair, as his theme song is the same as the podcastles. What's 
about this 30 for 30 thing, man? I, oh I read something on it. Goodness I'm gracious. Excited. Is it good? Did you, did you watch it? Uh, like I said, I watched about <clears throat> an hour of it. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's good. It's long. And it, he was. Like the High Sparrow. He was the nature. The High Sparrow. He was the nature. How do you know about the high sparrow? Well, I know all about him. I, I don't know anything. That's I read people posting about him. References you've made today about Game of Thrones characters that you don't even know. You would love both of those characters, by the way. One I love uh, I do love. more of a face and one more of a heel. Uh, but it's always gray on Game of Thrones. Anyway. The best <clears throat> he was that character. He was the limousine riding. Jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. He was Trump of the wrestling world. He was, uh, he was, you know who he really was, dude? He was the actual million dollar man. He was this rich guy, this successful guy who showed off his money and the original uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, who's great, by the way. Let's not put them in the same class. Yeah. What? No. I think uh, I think Flair still has more uh, more wins, obviously, and more oh, championships. Yeah. yeah, he's bet he's a better guy all around. But I'm really excited to see this documentary. I think I'm gonna fire it up tonight. It's um, thirty for thirty. It's on ESPN, and I'm talking. I'm plugging it like you you did it. I'm like, so John, oh. we can watch thirty for thirty on ESPN. John is really happy to release this, and it's very um, exciting. Anything with wrestling. Lives they show the dark side. I read that they they dabble into his infidelities and his alcoholism, and and uh, they have thirty people at least from his past, whether friends, foes, or whatever, talk about their encounters with him. And to me, that's always interesting. You know, when you talk about like Jake the Snake and these dark guys, the movie The Wrestler is based on a lot of these guys, and, and how you know uh, some shit went down behind the scenes. And I'm really excited Dude, to see about went, Flair. He 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 got into it. He failed out of college, and he got in. So he got into wrestling, and you know he fought for uh, TNA, which was the minor league of WWF. Right, exactly. Uh, So sometimes traveling was a little weird, especially for him since he was the champ, and he's on this little plane, and you know they're flying, and the one propeller goes out. The pilot wow. yanks the, I don't know, whatever, in a plane. And 10 seconds later, the other propeller goes out. Plane crashes into like a million trees going like 200 miles an hour. Jeez. Breaks his back in like three places. He's out for like five years just rehabbing. Jeez. And What year he, was that? It was in like the 70s. Wow. And then he comes back. And he becomes, you know, who he is. And because before that, he didn't really have the gimmick. But when he came back, he's like, I'm going to be just the, the biggest asshole in the entire company. I'm going to wear my hair blonde. I'm going to wear expensive shoes. He's like, I remember my first paycheck. I bought a, uh, a limousine, like a used limousine, just so I could show up in a limousine. You know, that's amazing. Like, that's a great story too. That's what you want to hear. Oh, These like so little good. gems about how they, you know, what they're doing Survived and how the, the they, they play into the gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. You 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 kind of earn that right a little bit to be flashy. You know, you're you're happy to be, every day is a gift. Right. You know, that's scary. 
I gotta. X oh, I couldn't this, imagine. Uh, I gotta X out this thread of me, you, and Bob on Facebook on my uh, desktop here because it blinks unless I look at it, and I just don't oh look yeah, at it, yeah, so constantly. Just, uh, Facebook's right, like, look at me. I have ADD. Oh, look at me. It hurts. I, I always feel like I gotta check that thread because I'll 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 blink oh, and I'll come yeah. back. It's like. 85 mixed messages and you have to read them all but then you're like oh i want to comment on this and then it changes and you're like i know i just look like a jackass you know what you guys are talking about like a dead grandmother and at the bottom i'm just like i'm eating peanut butter you know like you don't know what's going on <laughs> that's what's really cool about the whatsapp you can actually yes. respond to certain to specific texts individual right. sentences I've seen that, which comments, is cool pictures Com- it's glorious photographing um, motions I can't believe uh, Facebook hasn't upgraded to that beast. Facebook has a lot of good things that they do, but they're actually behind in different things. Like, for example, the right. videos they upload yeah. are very, like, 10 years behind YouTube. I mean, they I to find somebody's even... videos, they don't have, like, a – you can't create, like, a, a video album. You need to, like, click on their photos and look for – it's, Dude, it's not the, good. I can't even watch video on Facebook on this uh, HP on Windows. It's so dumb. Video won't load on that and on, and on Twitter. Yeah, they're not good. I, I uploaded a video the other night. Jen recorded me. I was like cleaning and being stupid. And I was singing a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young song playing from my cell phone. And she was recording me on a cell phone. So it was like bad audio. And I was just like dancing and being an idiot. And I was like, I'm going to post this. It's funny. And Facebook's like, this has third-party copyright materials. Like it's 30 seconds of me dancing no on my way. cell phone. Stop it. It really said that? It caught... Oh, wow, nerds. YouTube used to be like that, too. I'd post a video with, like, a clip, and, like, MGA owns this. It's like, yes, but Sinatra's not going to sue me because I did 30 seconds in a sketch. I mean, they've gotten past that, but that's that's another topic for another show. I have a buddy. No, but Uh, it is uh, so bad. He's in the... His name's Mickey. He's in the band Ween, which is a New Hope, Pennsylvania band. Oh, yeah, I know Ween. Yeah, you know, we, okay, a lot of people don't know them. I, I, I thought heard they were of them. They were. Friends of mine that lived in Percocy listened to them. Yeah, they're really big in Bucks County. They have um, kind of like a funny logo. I can't remember it. I must look it up Yeah, right they're, now. they're gimmicks. But I was at a party once, with, and he was gimmicks. there, and I was talking to him about YouTube. I was like, hey, I'm doing YouTube stuff. And before I moved to L.A., and he's like, oh, it's the worst. He, re- he was telling me he recorded uh, an acoustic track of him playing one of the Ween songs that he wrote. And okay. YouTube flagged him. They're like, uh, MGA owns this. And he goes, he replied, you know, the rebuttal. He's like, but I'm the artist. I wrote this. This is my song. Like, I am yeah. the artist. And, and they, like, took it down because the record company owned it. And it was this whole thing. And, and it's just the censorship. Oh. The algorithms are automatic where it's, like, it's bad. I get it. You can't post, like, other people's work. Wow, that's pretty high tech. For certain things, it's, it's a little ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. Yeah, it is. It's uh, I I like their um their logo. You know what? It would be really cool to find a band that's like Ween. Like they're not huge. Uh, yeah. And and just you know whatever is in their catalog is the only music we'll play on our podcast. And it's right. just a free. We scratch your back. You scratch ours. We'd love to do that. Like a house band. Why? You know? hmm. Wonder why wouldn't do that because oh, we can get money. We can get money. <laughs> we need to do that. My... 
Tonight's featured artist is the grammar Nazi, Clark Defensive. Um, I want to crowbar this in real quick. I want to do this in another show, but uh, we talked about a little segment called Wine Time. Yep, there it is. Yeah, Wine it's like Time. A, it's like a comic. Yeah, it's funny. Wine yeah. Time is a, is a time of the week where John and I get together and we'll whine about things like the bagel was too hard this morning, and we just want to whine to you for about 10 minutes. No, Wine Time is uh, – John and I enjoy the, the succulent. Idea, though. It would be a good idea, like a little bitch fest. Yeah, little wine. Succulent grapes of wine, John and I enjoy. John, once in a while, will get a nice bottle of red and kill some cheese and crackers on a Friday night. Feel or, great. Or a box. Or a box, which I love. You can you get good boxed that. wine now. Really you no can, difference. apparently. You're a fan. There's no difference. There's really no difference. You're, you're a fan. Yeah. Uh, and you get like three and a half bottles in one box, and it's like the price of one bottle. And you get drunk. It's totally crazy. It's just you get it's drunk ridiculous. You have to, your lips are red. Because you can't keep track day. of how much you've had, so you don't slow down. It's like drinking Miller Lite. You don't know how much you keep because yes. it's piss water. The other night, you just keep reaching in the box story. and finding a, a loose can. Done. That's a sad. That's a sad tale. I got a case on Sunday night, and I was watching movies and I was just drinking. And you're not paying attention to how much you drink. Beautiful. Because they go down. And I, the next day, I went in and I counted the beers left. There was only five left in the 18 oh. pack, and I was like, I drank 13 beers last night. I wasn't hungover. I just if they just went down like water. If it were if it were like Heineken or something, I could do like four, and I'd be like I'm full, bloated. Oh yeah. But with these light beers, when you're drinking, and the I think there was a game on, I was watching. I and, remember. I remember one time sitting from like 1 p.m. when like the first uh, NFL game started until yeah. midnight when the last 8 p.m. <laughs> game ended, and drank an entire 12 pack of Miller Lite without like getting off the couch. To pee it's amazing. Or anything. Wow, those are some great days too. You know, football. There's oh. you're in your own zone. Yeah, it's not like I do that all the time. When I do, it's really fun. You're just you so deserve gone. It. I escaped myself. And everything's on autopilot because you're in your house. You're watching TV. You're watching football. Games are like three hours long. You need to drink. They're exciting. They're keeping the adrenaline going. Um, I think but I took like time, two showers. During the day, just to wake up like in the middle of it, like you know, like yeah, I'm gonna kind of half sober up from the last seven. Oh years. yeah, you want to recharge the battery, Sorry put it that. on the charger a little bit, yeah. get things, get things juiced. Yeah, get my eyesight back. Get your eyes. That's the the best is when you get drunk like that and you're you're watching TV, so you don't know how bad the eyesight is. But then you like, I'll put on a video game, and you're like, I can't fucking see. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really yes. like when you need to concentrate or you try to write an email. I did it the other night. I was a little tipsy. Sat down to write a work email, and I was like, I, I am not writing this tonight. I am not putting this out oh, there. Because I'll yeah. do that sometimes. I'll be all happy and drunk late at night, and I'll start emailing yes. work because it's on my phone. And I'm like, we're going to do great things this year. I got some ideas. And the next day, they're like, what is this idea about you starting your own country? I'm like, oh, what? Oh, that's – yeah, like I'm – I've learned not to do that. I've, emailing from a Kickman account accidentally to people. I'm like, nah, we're done emailing. Yeah, like I'll 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 do the same thing. Like we'll finish a show and I'll be all wired and I'll be like, mm, let me just log on to work email and just see if there's anything I can get ahead of. And then yeah, you know, right. I'll do that and then the next day 
I'll receive responses and I'll go and read what I'm like, what the fuck did I even write? Yeah, what and, did I say? And I'll go back and I'll look and there's like spelling errors and, and just yeah. words missing from sentences. Show me, I'm show like, me your boobs. Idiot. Man, what is this? You know, uh, speaking of when you're like staring at a TV and then you, your eyesight goes, do you know why uh, pirates wore eye patches? No, I thought like they had an eye injury and they had to cover it. Right. That's what everyone thinks. They yeah. did it so they could adjust going above and below deck where it's all dark in the below and all bright. Wow. Isn't that insane? I never knew that. It's amazing. I didn't either, but I heard it on the Dan Levitard show. Wow. They the do things like you learn. When they come back from commercial, they do like three sports headlines and then just a crazy random fact. And that was one and of that, them. That's amazing. So they would do it because the sunlight down to a, a deck would discombobulate you. You need to get oh, your like yeah. depth perception right. And it probably that's would interesting. Like... I get that too. When you come up from the basement in the summer after like eight hours of playing or watching movies and the light hits you, it's like you know, it's like you're in heaven. You're like, Where am I? Yeah. So I don't know what time bright. it is. Like, Which is oh. funny about basements, too. Remember basements back in our old homes? Miss you could basements. be down there at any time, and, and you know, you, I miss basements, too. Dark and, and I'm cold. And I'm sleeping down there because I, it was cold, and I could watch TV really loud, yes. and not, my parents wouldn't wake up. And then you'd sleep in late if you were, like, as I got older, and I was, like, drinking and stuff with friends. Yes. You'd sleep down there. Girls. And then you wake up, and, and before, like, if you didn't have a cell phone or look at it or whatever— you go upstairs and it could be 8 a.m. or it could be like 1.30 yeah. p.m. You had right. no idea. Yeah. And then you'd get it, you'd be like, oh, it's 9 o'clock a.m. Victory! Yeah. You know, but then you wake up. I still do that today. I'll wake up oh, yeah. on the weekends and I'm like, oh, what did I fucking sleep in? Is it like 1.30? The other night, the other day, it was like 9.45. I was like, breakfast on Ooh, me. Right. Because I'm so happy <laughs> to not waste a day. Right. You know? Oh, dude, I, we don't have a clock in our room. The only way we tell time is our phones. So when I wake yeah, up on here. the weekends, I'm like, well, it's light out. And I almost kind of lie to myself. Like, I'm like, it, it seems like a like a 6 a.m. light. Like the sun's like like just coming up. Like it's not even, no, no, no one's awake yet. I'm going back to sleep. It's really going like 11. Sleep. It's Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you slept. It's Rip Van Hassinger just slept for 37 hours. Yeah. Um. But this, I, I want to just crowbar in this wine time. Uh, we enjoy a little wine. Away. I want to give all of the listeners out there a good choice of wine to buy that's inexpensive, that's very, very good. Uh, the best Cabernet Sauvignon you can get, Cab is King, in its class for the price is a Joel Gott. If you're in states that serve, sell alcohol in like Walgreens and CVS, they actually carry it. Uh, if you're not, you can get it at pretty much any uh, spirit shop, wine shop, but it's called Joel Gott. It's $16 a bottle. There's not a better wine Joel Gott. for that. Yeah. J-O-E-L. J-O-E-L-G-O-T-T. He has a great, he has a great line of wines. He's got a Sauvignon Blanc. He's got the whole works, mm. but his, his cab is really good and it goes with uh, pretty much any meal and it's very inexpensive and it's really good wine people that like expensive wines and are connoisseurs and collect it that i've spoken with with nap and everything will still say it's known it's, it's the best wine in its class I, I saw a guy buying i think a case of it 
at Bethlehem really? the other week, and I go, that's the best wine for its price. He goes, there's nothing like it. It's great. It, it should be priced. It's a $16 bottle of Cab. It tastes mm. like it's a $48 bottle. It's really good. Whoa. Yeah. So I recommend Joe Gott out there. Joel yeah. Gott. I'm writing it down here. It's really good. Obviously, we're not drinking a lot of wine, but I hope not. Heather and I are starting to count down the days. I mean, we're getting closer. She's gonna She's get hammered. Pumped to uh, drink. I mm. bet. Couldn't imagine. Mm. So, so Joe got it's a what? What? What kind? Cab. The cab. Yeah, cab. the cab. It's a good wine. That's yeah. the wine time for this week. Mm-hmm. I recommend a little Joe got here on the wine podcast. Time. Nerd. Nerd. Yeah, wine time. Cause it's wine time. There's got to be a good song for wine time. I was just thinking that. I think it's got to be like a Bobby Darren thing, like. Somewhere beyond the grapes, yes. all red, you're going to drink. Wine will go to your head, because it's wine time. So, uh, Joel Gottcab, recommend it. It's tremendous. Great. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and it's good. My preference. That's wine time. And now... Oh, my gosh. Are we doing this? Sports with John. Spots So we obviously covered John. the Ric Flair 30 for 30 on uh, ESPN. I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, that, I, looks, that looks good. I'm excited to see the um, the ratings because everyone was talking about it on the radio and on the Flair was on every show this morning. First take, oh, really? Mike and Mike, Levitard. Yeah, he was all over. Uh, w uh, fan. No doing shit. his tour, doing his press. Shit. I'm excited to see it. Over to football. Yeah. Eagles yeah. on a bye this week, and uh, that scares you. It does scare me, John. I feel like they've cooled off in a lot of years that I've watched after the bye, but not this year. Because I a, believe Wentz well, is the MVP, and this is their year, and he, they're, they're going to just get some rest and come back better than ever. That's my prediction. I hope so. I hope so. I, uh, Are you scared by it? I actually am kind of scared by it. However, only for one week. Because we come back, and who do we play, Matt? Cowboys. Correct. So, I mean, if there was ever a damn trap game, it would be this one. We go yep. on a bye. We get our rest. You know, we tuck ourselves in. Maybe we go see some family. Since we're not going to see them on Christmas. Or, I mean, on Thanksgiving. Right. Sunday night in Dallas. So we have to wait all the way till Sunday night. (sighs) Milk toast. (laughs) The fuck is milk toast? Sounds like something Greg Goss would do, which I love. Love Greg Goss. Greg Gross. Gross. Is his last name Gross? Yes. That poor guy. That poor man. He looks like that. His name's Gross. Probably got his ass kicked every day in swim class. Swim class. The fuck's he doing swim class? He's a baseball player. He looks no, like he's, he was crying. He's a major. He's a ball player. Milk toast. So it's <laughs> we come, we wait this this long for milk toast, and we we're in Dallas. It is real milk toast. It's a uh, shit on a shingle. Uh, oh, SOS. Great breakfast. Cream chip beef. Oh, fucking love it. 
Seriously, love it. Top three favorite foods. Love it. It's like lasagna and then cream chip beef. So good. I'm getting, I'm getting horny just thinking about it. I wonder if there's, is there a Perkins out? There's a Denny's up the street. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Today. Cream chipped beef. Oh. Ew, chipped beef. Ooh, oh, so good. So, but we play the the Cowboys, oh and you're a little God. a little nervous about it. Uh, it is yeah. it is entrapment. I'm nervous about it, but I I've said I'm nervous about the last couple of games, and we're kicking everyone's ass. I mean, we scored 51 on the Broncos. That was amazing. That truly was a great. That was a Tecmo Super Bowl game. That score, 53. Uh, oh, oh my God. Um, okay, so let's take a look at who Dallas played because last week they as they we were all played. Know, they played Green Bay, I think. They beat they beat the Chiefs and they beat them pretty. Oh, Chiefs. Um, soundingly. And okay, so now next week, this week they play Atlanta in Atlanta. So we could maybe smack them around. I just don't want them coming at us winning two in a row convincingly against, you know, right. teams above 500. Although they could afford a, a, a loss at this point, uh, we, de- we will lose another game before right. the season's done, of course. Maybe. I, I hope not. I, don't, I just don't see us going 16-1. and one. That game against Denver made us look unbeatable. It did. Don't you it think? It was very strong. A it was giant very strong. Scrambles. And I talked to my dad about it, and every year he, he says, nah, they're going to blow it again. It doesn't happen. And this year he goes, no, I, this is the one year, Matt. They're, I think they're going to go all the way. Wow. And to hear him say that, because like every year since I was a kid, that they yeah. blew it, you'd be like, nah. Because I, 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 he listens to you know, WIP. And, Eskin. And he's, he's, in, he's involved so much with like what they're doing. And he's like, no, I think this is their year. And for him to say that, it was like a kid, uh, dad telling me Santa Claus is real. Again, Whoa. you know, I wanted to hear that. And I don't you think, though, watching them play? Yeah. How good they are? Like, every year you, when they do well, you're like, this could be the year, but you're kind of like, yeah, let's get ready for baseball if that happens. But don't you feel this year there's something special really brewing? I know we've talked about before it might be their year of the 2008 Phillies where they they're, they come back. But the more they're playing, though, they're getting better, I feel like, watching yeah. them. No, I, I what feel What like... do I know? I ate cream chip beef. I feel like this team loves playing together. After every game, the whole secondary takes like a selfie all together. All of them, love defense, all all defensive backs. So Um, good. Wentz is just so good, and all these weapons—they're all very unselfish players. And Ajayi's first game, he runs for forty-six, a forty-six-yard touchdown, diving into the end zone. it just seems like we're clicking. and he didn't score a we're touchdown all, all season. Yeah, he didn't score a single touchdown all season. No, comes there the game and yeah. he's tearing it up. Yeah, because remember you were like, "Ooh, maybe we're bringing in a cancer." No, Jay was cutting <laughs> the cancer off, which is the Miami. Did I say that? Gay sharks. Well, no, you were just you weren't sure. Oh, I did. Remember, I yeah. was like, "It's it's a right. personnel problem because we got him for nothing." Right. Right, but he yelled right there. That was a cool game, too, to watch, too. The black uniforms, and like it was just cool, you know? Makes you want to play Madden. Madden 2006 with McNabb, the only Madden I own. That's what I want to do. The only Madden I ever owned was Madden 93. 
Ooh, regular bucketeer. This makes sense. That's a real word. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's a good season, though, for him. Staying on football. <laughs> Ooh, uh, college football getting closer <laughs> to the playoff final stretch. Right now, the final four teams are Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Notre Dame has one loss. They lost by one to Georgia. Sorry. Not Oklahoma, Georgia. Georgia. Notre Dame, Bama, Clemson, Georgia. Notre Dame's only loss is to Georgia by one. And this weekend... Uh Uh-oh. In South Bay, the Catholics versus the convicts, Notre Dame and the U go one-on-one. during college game day's game of the week. So if Miami beats Notre Dame, they are undefeated. They could make the top four. And the U could be back. It'll be back in action. And that would just be so crazy. What fucking music is this? The Rudy tryout song. I know. I can't, I can't believe you don't like it. It's a great flick. Fuck, because it's Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. Uh, the most overrated team ever, but it'll be interesting to see how they do this year. Right. I know. They do look really good, but they are kind of slow, and Miami's really fast, so it could be close. I'm going to go watch it with my buddy who's a huge Notre Dame fan. Nice. He, he didn't go there. But I wish I could fan. get into college football. It's so much more exciting than professional because they play no. for real. I just there's so no. much going on. No. I can't watch it. No. I can't get into it. No. No. Pros, they're professional. They're all better. They um, they are the one percent of the one percent. Right. But college basketball, they play for real. Pro basketball, yeah. they're getting paid more than like the owner. They're like they're the coach. They're like yeah, they, fuck you. Yeah, defense uh, only like at the last three minutes of game seven of the finals. <laughs> right, right. That's what we're going to do. But that's cool. You're watching the game. You guys going to go to BurgerFi? Where? To watch what? The Notre Dame game. Oh, no, we're not going to BurgerFi. <laughs> Just probably watch it on this couch like a bunch of bums. I think you should go to BurgerFi, though, but treat it like a sports bar. Like scream at the TV yeah. so customers are like, oh, no, we're, we're tourists. We're, we're, we're in from Charlottesville to see a wedding. And I'd be like, yeah, fucking get them. Yeah. You know, and like more Order. beer. Like treat it like a sports bar with like, you know, scantily clad waitresses with shots. Do you have yeah, pitchers? Take, you have pitchers? Is there specials to the game? Go outside and throw up in the bushes. And they're like, sir, we're a corporate restaurant. We're a step up from Jamba Juice. You need to please leave. Because you know it's there a lot. Old men and their caretakers. <laughs> at Burger Five. That's what I see there a lot. You mean like, like, uh, like geriatric people with uh, like their caretakers? Yes. Like with their home oh. health nurses. They like take oh. them there. They sit down. They God slowly eat the burger, you know, and it like falls apart and lettuce gets stuck yeah. on their lip and the sauce yeah, I'm not hungry is all at over that point his anymore. hands. And, uh, yeah, I'm not eating anymore when I see that. I'm like, ah, fucking disgrace. Like, I can't eat. I'm like, it's never happened to me. Just take a it shit will never happen to me. Yeah, just shit in front of me because you're grossing everybody out. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Let me, let me puree this for you. It's terrible. Speaking of basketball. 
Although we were just talking about college football. The Sixers are on fire. Sixers have won five in a row. They are doing five in a row? I didn't know. Wow. Cinco. Uh, They and they just won last night without Embiid. He was off. He was resting. Uh, They beat Utah. They traveled all the way to Utah. Over there with the thin air and the fake beer and the Mormons. That's and jazz. They whooped their ass. Uh, they were up by so much in the first quarter. Jazz cut it close. They were down one at halftime. Sixers ended up winning by like like eight. Wow. And uh, it was beautiful. That's Embiid, a game. Embiid didn't even play. Do you watch the games on the ESPN app or is that on TV? No, I watch so it what on how uh, you get them? NBA I don't find them on TV. I, I went right. through the Amazon Fire Stick, so I sign that's on right. through Amazon Prime. Uh, well, that's what I buy it through, and I it's uh, it was twelve bucks for this month, but I'm just gonna buy the whole season next month for one twenty. Smart. Instead of my uh, lightsaber. Or both. Or both. Es posible. They they haps. The Celtics win their tenth in a row. And are way wow. atop in first place. Kyrie Irving, he leaves LeBron, and now he's dominating. Ten in a row. Ten, Ten? in a row. They're Dude, like, that's why. Oh, you know, I did like read 11 that. Eleven and one or eleven and two. Yeah, on the Apple Dick feed. They're, they mentioned they talk about their their streak. That's crazy, man. That's exciting to watch. Not a fan by any means, but totally love it. You know, I'm a fan of that. I love seeing streaks. Um, I, I, Apple Dick feed. I, I think those two team, the Sixers and the Celtics are going to have another rivalry for like uh, the next 10 years. Cause those teams are both really young and really up and coming and good and similar. Yeah. A regular Hatfield and McCoy's. A regular Mo Cheeks and Larry Bird. <laughs> A regular Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. I'm the Hulk ultimate. Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter. I want to be a wrestling character and be like the ultimate warrior and just be like, oh, did I leave the coffee on this morning? But I get my ass kicked. I'm just worried about trivial things. What's uh, going on in hockey? Ultimate warrior. Oh, that's, that's bad. But yeah, I'm glad to see the Celtics like 10 it. in a row, man. That's always exciting to watch streaks like that because you're watching a team on fire, like Golden State. Yeah, and I'm also kind of rooting for them because I don't like LeBron. Well, I like how Kyrie was like, mm. this. it's a dictatorship over here in Cleveland. It's, there's no owner. There's no agents. There's no, there's no NBA. It's all LeBron. LeBron Isn't is that the, true? The, the king. Yes, dude. It's like it, whatever it would, he wants, everyone says okay. It would be like if uh, Tom Brady was the only good player dick. on the Patriots, and they'd be like, whatever you want, King Linus, take it. Exactly. It's like Brady, but like he's, I think he's bigger, LeBron. Yeah, he's a big guy. But I mean, he has more, uh, more dick swing. Yeah, he's got more, (laughs) more lengthage in his uh, genitalia memorabilia. More girth. Our Vegas Golden Knights. More breath. Oh, Golden Knights. Have gone one and one since the last show. They've lost one and won one and. What do you know? The loss was on the road. Yes, in Montreal. In Montreal against the Canadiens. See, they need to only play at home. Right. Then they'll go undefeated. So they're nine, nine and one. 
Ooh. Uh, oh, and do we have a Mayweather update, Matthew? Oh, gosh. The latest thing that Mayweather has been doing this week after his dominatrix stunt last week with yeah. the pictures yeah. is he posted a picture Creep. recently of uh, him wearing, of course, TBE, the best ever, and TMT, the money team, colors in Puerto Rican, uh, clothes in Puerto Rican colors, saying he supports Puerto Rico, not with his money by donating, although he may have done that privately, I, I can't say, but mm. with colors of his brand in Puerto Rican flag. So he's... He's helping them out. Their power's back on because of that photo. That's the uh, latest. Wait a second. What does the Puerto Rican flag look like? I have to. It see looks like the now. Cuban flag, very similarly. Believe Cuban it or flag. not. Yeah, it's the the it's red, white, and blue. Right. With uh, the blue star thing coming in. Oh yeah. It almost looks like Texas. Yeah, and it's similar to Texas. And uh, but that's the latest on him. Not much going on. I've been getting a lot of boxing updates, though, because of my Apple dick feed. I subscribe to Mayweather's posts. Because I like him, they post things about boxing. There's another guy in boxing. I forget his name, but he's he's a big guy. And he's saying he, he was disgusted with the Mayweather fight. I'm going to find his name now. Oh, and, and, and the McGregor fight, and that it was a spectacle, and they probably shook hands in the back and high-fived. And uh, he, he's, like, he, he's, he, he's making boxing kind of exciting again, like the old days with like big guys. Yeah. And uh, da- Deontay Wilder. Dante Wilder? Yeah, D-E-O-N-T-A-Y Wilder. Don't and he's, he's, he's interesting. I think he's going to pull. There's one guy to uh, pull people back into like ah. boxing like it was in the early 90s. He's a big dude. Nope. I think boxing is, is done. done. I think Do the really? days of us... Pounding our heads with our fists for sport is coming to an end. Oh, it's for, just... for medical things. And I mean, how long has a heavyweight been able to stay champ? Right. You know, it's like, or I don't know. I don't know why it's not interesting. It just. It's not interesting. It feels it's brutal fixed. sport to watch. It's really just yeah. for betting. It just is not. I don't know. And you have to. Uh... It feels irrelevant. It, it's sporadic. You know, you have like, right. if you go to Vegas once every four years, you can see a great fight. But it's not like you and I could go down to L.A. Coliseum or whatever, you know, right. Miami Stadium or whatever and watch like a, a match. It's it's, or like, it's not like a people sport. It's a money thing where if you're like, hey, if you can afford 10 grand for a ticket, you can come see this. Right. I, I'm with you. I don't. I, it's not entertaining. It's almost me. like I bet you the really, really rich people, this is what they do. They buy the ticket. But they bet also like the same amount, so on whatever boxer, so they can win the money back for the ticket and more. So whatever right, they're yeah. spending on that ticket, they're gonna win back. Absolutely. It's like I feel like it's fixed money. too. Yeah, they're spending dicks. Um, to moonwalk back to basketball. <laughs> As I mentioned, Sixers really doing well. Have won five in a row. They are six and four. And if the playoffs started right now, they would be number five in the East and secured Amazing. in the playoffs. And uh, I think they would play the Raptors. It's amazing. The Heat, or the Cavs wouldn't even be in the playoffs if they started today. They're really sucking. No. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And that. Oh, my gosh. No. I thought we had another 10 minutes. Let me just get a water. 
<laughs> I just want a cigarette. That's all. I'm fine. I just need like some time. I just I, I thought I was hungry. The food was we had the Chinese and then we had the Italian. It's just I don't feel well. I just need like sports with like, John, 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 what? John. What is that? What is that great thing? It's just one of these tiki cups that I used uh-huh. for the Pepsi challenge. That was a good sports with John, man. There's there's a lot going on right now. I feel like more than ever, we've been spending more time with sports with John because there's so much like popping. You know, the Eagles are yeah. doing well. There's a lot oh, going on yeah. in college football. Baseball just wrapped up, and that was incredible. There's a lot of bullshit to talk about also, which sometimes can be beneficial and educational. You, let me ask you this. You watch how and you funny. listen to how many what's that? I said and funny. Go on. Oh, and funny, yes, and slash more. You watch. You listen to how many sports podcasts a day? Because you're pretty uh, up to up to snuff. Do you listen to what is it, Levitard? But then you also have the app going on. I feel like you're there's constant some in, information flowing to you. Yeah, I I start the day with Mike and Mike, and that goes right into Levitard, and then and then I kind of jump around. Then I'm I'm kind of good for the day, but if I ever okay. get in my car, it's always just. The same station Levitard's on down here locally, 790. Oh, uh, nice. And they have a lot of good guys on that station. That's why you listen to him? Cause, yeah. I mean, why you got into him because he was local at first? Yeah. yeah. Found him oh, nice. like, the first day I was job hunting down here. But do you do you pretty much agree with a lot, most of what they say? Or are you kind of like, that's not true? Or are they pretty pretty on? Who? Pretty on, on the target. The Levitard show. Are they pretty accurate with what you. Oh, when they yeah. talk about players and theoreticals and stuff, are they pretty good? Yeah, they usually... Know, I, I, I'm comparing it to 610 when I listen. I'd be like, that's not... No. Oh, no. Like eight, I think like 70% I agree with, but other things I'm like, no, no, that is not not how things are happening with Donovan McNabb right now when they were like defending him or, or whatever Michael it was. Michael Lieberthal. I, no, don't. <laughs> Philly Sports Talk Radio is the worst. And Sports Isn't Talk... It? Sports talk radio, for the most part, is pretty crappy, but yeah. that's why Levitard's different because they they don't analyze the story. They analyze why the media is uh, creating the story that way, and they try mm-hmm. to look at both ways it could be looked at and like, is this why it's being discussed uh, as a racial thing? Is this why this is being discussed as a money thing? Uh and they make fun of it, all of it. Of what's surrounding it. Right. That's why they're genius. They don't do, what's your uh, prediction for the final four? They don't take callers. They don't. Pick, they just have a Twitter feed that's constantly, people are constantly tweeting at them, and they just yeah. randomly pick good good tweets, usually oh, negative so ones. So it's entertainment. You could go in there and listen to it, and it's it's all good. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to, uh, Levitard show with Stugatz. Is this it? Yep. That's that. All right. I'm going to, John, uh, John I'm Wiener, sp- aka I'm subscribed. Stugatz. I'm subscribed. I'm going to listen to it, man, because I, I appreciate your ginger oh, and dude. your cinnamon on this. You will, um, you'll learn a lot just by listening to what he does and all the influence that he still has on ESPN. I almost started to write this, uh, just I don't even know what it is, an observational piece about the... Ooh, an op-ed. About the Levitard effect on ESPN and how there's so many people that were no one 
and he would have them on his show, and now they are on every show in the afternoon on ESPN, Sports Center, Around the Horn, PTI, The Six. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and interesting. That effect. He's like, he's like Larry David is with comedians. He like gives reporters jobs. Oh, nice. That's a great analogy, actually. Did you, have you been watching Curb? Dude. So good. I watched it last night, man. I was dying. I had so many doubts. I was like, there's no way you can come back right? after six years off. And it's just as funny. As funny as Maybe, any season I've watched. I'm so glad you said that, man. I know you watch a lot of TV. You got a good gauge on what's happening. And I, I, I breezed through it last night. I watched the first episode, and then I breezed through the rest. And I thought the same thing you did. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a guy coming back just being famous for being funny like six years ago. Right. And you'll laugh, but it'll... But no, it's all new and it's it's relevant, you know. It, it's, yeah, it, it's not stale like at, at any means. It's not like um, like a parody of itself, like a repeat joke. It's like a joke. It was like almost how right. you felt the first time you watched Ace Ventura Two. You're like, all right, alrighty then. I heard that one. Yeah. Alrighty it's then. Not mm-hmm. new now. He got a paycheck. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm watching it. By myself, and I'm laughing out loud. Yeah, it's funny. It's so joyous. Really funny. It's very joyous. It was a great sport, John. It's very Dick Feed-like. Uh, it's time for the two-minute warning, everybody. Yes. New segment. We're going to give a little end cap here. Uh, after a lot of things that are happening in a somber week, unfortunately, another sad shooting in another part of the country uh, that most of us have never heard about again another small town, we need to ask ourselves about the shooting, is why? Why would we do that? Have we not done this enough already, though? Have we not worried this and said the same thing over and over and over again after another deadly massacre? Collectively, as a society, we have become numb to the idea of a mass shooting anymore. Sadly, it has become commonplace. We are not even phased by them anymore because of the frequency of them all. Only 26 on this time? I'm not even turning on CNN to find out the name of who did it. There are more guns today in the United States than people. There are more guns today in the United States than people. And at the same time, the same tired old argument is, well, it's the Second Amendment. Well, it's all right. While I do support the Second Amendment, and I truly do support the Second Amendment, I support a citizen's right to bear arms. I don't think an AR-15 assault rifle was in the cards in 1776. Hmm. It's not going to help you take down a tyrannical government, and it's not going to kill dinner for you, because if you killed an animal with an AR-15, it would literally smash it beyond comprehension. You could not eat it. It would be destroyed. The only practical use for them is to kill a lot of people in a very short period of time. So why aren't they banned? Maybe we can just start with that. Maybe we can just ban the AR-15 assault rifle. We don't need to take all the guns. In fact, that would be impossible. But we can start off as a society by making it just a little bit harder for a deranged nut like fuckface Devin Patrick Kelly, who killed an entire family and many more, and had a horrific history of domestic violence, killed 26 people this week. Maybe we can just make it a little bit harder for people like him to own a gun. That would at least be a good start. Make sense? And the last thought of the night about this that I'll say is this. 
If a car is experiencing dangerous problems or is defective with brakes or a malfunctioning heat sensor, what do they do? They recall the entire line until it's made safe again. If a toy is found to contain hazardous parts that could potentially choke a child, what's the next step the company does? The manufacturer recalls the toys and discontinues new ones until it can be made safe. An E. coli outbreak at Chipotle? Salmonella at Jack in the Box? Ikea dressers that fall over and kill people. They are all recalled and stopped until the threat is over. But the most dangerous industry in the world, gun making, has zero repercussions for the thousands and thousands of people it kills each year just here in the United States. It's just more thoughts and prayers from tweeting politicians and nothing will change. And it'll happen again, and it'll happen again, and it'll happen again. The definition of crazy is doing the same thing repeatedly over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Well, my friends, this is crazy. Tweet us. Wow. Snap us. That was really good, man. That Thanks, was really, man. really, really good. That was a great two-minute warning. I don't know how you're going to top it next show. <laughs> next show is dick bracelets. How big is yours? Lie about it with me. It's three <laughs> inches. I don't usually like to get political, but I feel like after this week watching the images on CNN of, of an entire family of eight wiped out by this guy that were just praying. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a religious man. I go to church every Sunday. I believe in God. I pray. Um, the answer, God helps those who help themselves. And when people say thoughts and prayers, well, these people were praying in church when this happened. And God wants you to help yourselves and make the gun laws a little harder. He's not going to come down in form and, and get in front of a gunman and stop the bullets. He wants you to think and like help yourself remove the guns, and we're not doing that. So I just feel like it's a conversation we should, we should be having more, and, and nobody talks about it. I want to save myself. I want to protect myself. Protect yourself from what? From an attack. attack. Guess what? If you get attacked, they're going to fly in and bomb your house, and your stupid AK gonna- isn't going to do shit. With a drone, you know, some right. guy to some nerd right. to control will just push a button, right, right, or or it'll just be the air that will poison you to death slowly, oh, you know, like that's how we would die in like a big war now, you know, the oh, fallout, yeah. the fallout would like make our eyes fall out. It makes my dick flutter. <laughs> that that was a sad note I ended on. Next one will be more lively, more jovial. Yeah, I know. I was going to mention Roy Halladay, but that would really uh, be a downer. Oh, uh, rest Roy in Halliday. peace, Roy Halladay. One, of the, one of the best athletes that Philly ever got to watch. In, and you got to watch a perfect oh, game from him. You know what I the know. chances of that happening are? It's like one in a million. It was more exciting uh, than, I can't believe I'm saying this, than the World Series game I went to. But maybe because Probably. the Phillies lost the World Series game I, I, I watched. Uh, and Halliday threw a perfect game. So, obviously, the Amazing. memory is going to be a little different. Did it you was. go to a World Series game? Yeah, Yankees. Oh, shit! When we played the Yankees, though, Hamels pitched. We lost 3-1. to Oh, Pettit, yeah. Pettit it was game three, us. right? Andy Pettit killed us. Yeah, game three. Mm-hmm. On Halloween. Yes, I remember that. I was here in L.A. watching it at the Kenmore and being let down. And uh, Hamels and... You were there. There was Amazing. a two and a half hour rain delay. That, yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember there was a, there was a delay. That, but the perfect game was that season, though. 
No. Or was it 2009? 10. Yeah, it was that season, right? 2010. 2009 was Yankees with, Cl- with Cliff Lee. <clears throat> yes. 2010 yes. was Halliday when he pitched a perfect game against the Marlins in like May. And then he pitched a no hitter in the in game one in the first round of the playoffs of against Cincinnati. I remember. No one's ever thrown a no hitter in the playoffs. It's incredible. <laughs> All right, man. I know it's getting late there. We can put tonight in the W column if you're you feeling it. Slash. Tweet us. Snap us. At the underscore podcast. Thank you for listening to the greatest show on earth. Thank you, for Bob Coons, for being on the show. Tonight's show is sponsored by Live Media, and please like us on Facebook. The gentleman in charge of deducing no-hitters in previous games to the man in charge of dropping a deuce later on tonight, Matthew Clark, saying thank you for listening and good night, everybody. Deducey. Godspeed. you. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, Troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us. Gather near to us once more Through the years we all will be together If the fates allow Hang a shining star Upon the highest bar A merry little Christmas now Fates allow Hang a shining star Upon the highest bar And 
little cry.